this week on the Adventurer's Vault, the party learns that metagaming is bad. The problem is, this big horse has kind of moved in. When you say big, if you were going to assign it a CR, probably eight. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's about fair for you guys. Then the party tries some character development as Will contacts a mysterious entity and makes a bargain with long-lasting consequences. You give me what I need and I'll give you what you need. Out fucking standing. And Sigorum finds a quiet place to be alone with his paranoia. Sigorum, lock the door, then barricade that. Because he's been hearing things, seen some things. But does the party accidentally stumble upon the major plotline and figure out what's really going on? Are you fucking with me? <laughs> this plot is stairway to heaven, here we go. <laughs> of frailty let's talk about your characters for a minute <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah i'll go last so we're so, fighting the demon <laughs> we got it <laughs> so welcome you started this yeah fair. so welcome back to another episode of a mountain tale we met some new npcs last uh episode what you guys what are you guys thoughts yeah the wizard was not what i expected <laughs> <laughs> old tart the wizard was exactly what I expected. I the demon not so much. That was pretty metal. Apparently, you liked him a lot. Love <laughs> Billsby, right? I his 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 backstory is longer than all of yours. I was expecting <laughs> like the traditional blacksmith. Hey, I'll make you some fucking horseshoes, or you know, maybe you can get a shield off me, or whatever. Yeah. You know, kind of just like average Joe blacksmith. But this guy has substance. That I envy. I like. I I, <laughs> I seem that enticing. I yeah. I'll be honest. Like by the way everybody talked, I was like, okay, he's probably gonna be a little grumpy. But I was expecting like, okay, he's gonna be like a minotaur. Like he's mm -hmm. he's gonna be like an off race that like isn't as super common or something. But I didn't expect a fucking demon who was like, I've traveled the whole mountain. No, yeah, he's a bad bitty. We love a good demon. He knows <laughs> things that he's not gonna share. At he's the gonna moment. fit in. It's pretty cool <laughs> that yeah. like you did. You're like, hey. A demon is going to be the blacksmith. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fires. And, I get it. And <laughs> I, you won't know for a long time, but it makes complete fucking sense in the story. Hmm. Just, you know, you're not going to know for a long time. Are we in hell? 
No. Uh, so actually, Jake and I had this conversation, oh, really? and I promise you, unlike the writers of Lost, I mean it when I say you're not in purgatory. Jake and I had this conversation yeah. about the podcast and the stories. Like, are we ever just going to be like, is it Lost? I'm like, it's it not was. Lost. It was pretty much a don't fucking do this to me thing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Wait. Okay, so I'm confused. So Lost, like, because I've never seen it. So essentially, they're in fucking purgatory. Is uh, that like really show, what it is? Yeah. And like what was fun leading up to last season, like because the right there was a writer strike about halfway through, killed the show because the original writing crew was like, yeah, fuck this show and everything about it. So they brought in new people and they fucked it up more. And then they brought in J.J. Abrams to try to clean it up at the end. And they were like, we swear they're not in purgatory. We swear. Last episode, they're in purgatory. They have been the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they also brought in J.J. Abrams to complete the Star Wars saga. And then like what we got. Yeah, weird. It's so crazy how one man's touch could ruin everything. But he can start off oh, strong. I don't, here's my thing. Like that that was a dumpster pile and he tried to salvage it into something at least fun to watch. Uh, I like it. Real well, quick, just me the willies. sort of off of this. What's to the south again? Did we know? Uh the to the south is where you came from. Oh, okay. okay. Old yeah. bones. So okay, so far we have, have my... uh, the fishing area, which is uh the... the East River, the herb place, which is a field, is to the east. Mm-hmm. The and forest then... and hunting is to the west, and then there's the cave at the base of the mountain to the north. I feel really okay. bad because I commissioned a map from Terra and it's made and I didn't bring it. Oh yeah, I'm making a compass too on my sheet, so I'm like Ooh. same. Yeah, so I, by next session I'll have like a map. And it's going to be a copy, so you guys can have disposable copies to write on. Ooh, fancy. So I promise I'm a much better GM than I am. Shut up. Actually, speak Shut a lot up. of words. I just drink your beer. I'm going to drink my beer. We're disappointed that's, like that's your mother. That's a good idea. No, no. I feel like his mom likes him. <laughs> my mom loves me. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, so, we've, we've discussed this before. Brad what's is that like, like? My family life's great. Uh, it's it's pretty great, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> how, nice... how amazing. Love that for you. Boop. <laughs> All right, let's move this on. All right, let's move so this we on. go into <laughs> where, where are the you potion going? maker. We All are right. going to Driana Grimsteel's. So on the other side of the square, there is a prototypical potion shop. As you approach, the lights are on, and you do see a figure behind the counter. However, like as you open the door, go in, uh, a little you know the little bell above the door goes off. Uh, the <laughs> shop is pretty sparsely populated. You know, like uh, if your economy is based off like I need to find raw materials to make things. This shop is having some issues, as you know. So there's not a whole lot on the shelves. So he's just like, Welcome, come in, come in. You must be the newcomers. Indeed. Standing behind the counter is a dwarven woman with blonde hair, wearing a, you know, kind of heavy robe. She has arcane sigils on her clothing uh, and like a big fluffy hat. And uh, I think you saw the picture earlier, right? Do you need to see it again? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't remember the picture. Yeah, I, All right, so. hold on. I like pictures. I like pictures. I'm just saying the big fluffy hat sounds like it was really cute and i can't remember what it looks like and it makes me mad <laughs> total things in life really is it really really is she thick i like the detail on that Ooh, mama she thick with two c's she thicker than a bowl of listen oatmeal. you don't get a hot elf wife with nothing on the table you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i just need to make a quick note she got it all gertie on likes the table. to clap those six cheeks okay got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got her, got her, or vice versa. I mean, you don't see you don't see somebody that thick and not think I'm gonna clap that ass. I mean, I don't, but no. Well, you know, the mountain is a metaphor for an orgy. <laughs> We've cracked the crow. Hmm. 
Like, when I said everybody was getting off on being withholding, I didn't know how right I was. It's <laughs> just like, there's not a whole lot to do here. <laughs> withholding is about all we've got, so that's so what we get off So we just on. need to unite the people? Mm. Wink. Mm. <laughs> Everyone getting together. Everyone coming together is so how you good. get out of the mountain. I think I'll the go explore the, the cave word. over by the, by the north mountain. Mm. Under, yeah. under <laughs> that's where the magic happens. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'll drive myself in the river Find instead. me the Amber Stone. <laughs> Find me the Amber Stone. I didn't realize this was a... Um... Ever Amber Oh, fuck. Who was it that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, I didn't realize this was another L. James. Go. Is it L. James? E. L. Like, e. L. James? Didn't she write Twilight or whatever? No, that's... Stephanie oh, Okay, excuse me. No, no, um, I don't care. I wasn't no. a Twilight I'm person, not, but I'm... Stephanie Meyer be that is a shit writer, yes. but you have to acknowledge that she's the one who wrote that shit. I, Twilight? I don't have yeah, to, she's uh, a shit writer. I don't have to acknowledge a goddamn thing. But I acknowledge no, that you she have to acknowledge seized that. on a moment in history and made a bunch of money and got on Earth. Now listen, yeah. listen, I'm not against subpar writing, hopefully equaling money. <laughs> I'm trying to get in on that shit with this podcast. <laughs> See, but here's so, the thing. Your writing is better than hers on multiple levels. I'm hard you actually you. have a solid plot line <laughs> instead of like, oh, hey, this girl moved to this hometown, this this new town in Washington. It's always cold. She sees somebody who looks like they're dead and decrepit, but they're like hot and sparkle sometimes in the sun. You know what? I'm a fucking furious scribbling no one's <laughs> so, no one's glittering yet speaking of podcast hello gertie my name is sir arthur duke Ger gertie's my wife um <laughs> just kidding sir <laughs> i'm sorry you're both such visions of beauty he yes became who are you Dr yeah. driana hello <laughs> <laughs> hello pulpit how are you i am hello. a noble knight of the land hello not have some more please that's all i think of my what? name is sir arthur duke it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome, welcome. Who are your friends? Hi, my name is Minui. Minui, how pretty. My name is Sogoro. Oh, well, you're a big fella. I keep hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the small fellow, I'm Will. Pleasure, pleasure. Welcome, guys. I, I Welcome to Callstown. If there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. We're actually here to see what you needed help with. We hear there's some issues with the gathering of medicinal herbs. Well, I, I'm pretty handy with... Uh, you know, alchemy and brewing things. Uh, so to the field to the east of here, really handy. There's a lot of different reagents and flowers, uh, even like berries and grains, things we can eat. The problem is this big horse has kind of moved in. When you say big, are we talking like draft horse? Uh, like, like the biggest war horse you ever saw. Not strangely big, but like even a big horse is smaller compared to this guy. He's just a big horse. If you were going to assign it a CR. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably eight. Oh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's about fair for you guys. Based off what I heard. What'd you hear? <laughs> that you guys are, are ready for CR8. <laughs> oh. You're going to need another um, shoe. Did, did anybody tell you that your source is a fucking liar? Ah, oh, that seems so aggressive. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just basing it off facts and what I heard that one episode. Can, <laughs> can you tell us anything specific about this horse? Well, all right. So, um, like a really big brown horse with like red, like a red mane, you know, and he didn't... Red? Red, yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't attack me, but he definitely like drove me out. And we had a couple of the fellas go up, check it out, see if they could just, you know, shoo him away. And he shooed them away. 
But I mean, he got a little more aggressive with them because they were getting aggressive with him. He won't let anyone get near the field. So he's being territorial in a sense. I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but we need that stuff. Is there anything where he looks cursed or is he just being territorial like a wild stallion? I mean, I don't notice anything off about him. Like, I don't see like pustules or anything, but I mean, we're all kind of cursed. You know, I mean, we're all here. And you said he's a, it's a larger um, horse with like a black coat in a, in a red mane. It's like a brown coat and a red mane, but yeah, it can okay. get a little dark depending on the light. You, know? you don't think it's possible to like a like war horse? It's entirely possible. I mean, I didn't see a saddle or anything, but. I know what I need to know. We shall kill him like the rest. How many horses no, have no. you killed? That may not be necessary. We might be able to, to ride it. And that when, may not be necessary. When did when did it arrive? Like, can you tell me about when? Um, possibly like a month or so ago. I mean, you know, by now time's weird here. And then um, nobody was on him when he arrived. No, no. Um, because I was the first one to see him. Actually, I was out in the field gathering things. Um, and then he just kind of appeared and started shoving me out of there. Across the river. Uh, no, no. I mean, like. You don't necessarily see the river from the field, but, like, he just kind of came out of, you know, he just kind of appeared. I mean, he would have came from somewhere. I just probably wasn't paying attention. I'd never seen any other creature in the fields before. Well, and since you've been here for such a long time, you you would have noticed something like that, presumably. Yeah, I mean, I reckon I've been here about, oh, three, four hundred years mm-hmm. is when, uh, w- was when we came. Have you seen the tracks, personally? Of the horse? Yes. Uh, no, I didn't stick around. I mean, I assume they're hoof-like. Could be more than one. Not that I saw. Or maybe a youngling. Maybe. I mean, I, I think any theory's valid. I can't disprove anything. Could be a larger threat. Pushed it, um, into new territory. Possibly. I mean, things pop up on the mountain that, right? you know, just kind of get here. So, I don't know. We will investigate. But it, it doesn't seem like it's intending harm so long as you don't retaliate or try to attack. In fairness, I didn't stick around long enough to really mm-hmm. figure out. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm a potion maker. I'm not here to solve problems. Or... I, I do have one more question about the description of the horse. Was there any brandings on its hindquarters? Not that I saw. Uh, but I didn't really get a good chance to, to look it over. I'll be a little crass. I don't suppose you have anything that can help us out. Uh, I mean, that's fair. And, like, she kind of rumbles around and, like, behind the counter, she pulls out two potions. Like, these are just kind of minor healing potions, but, I mean, they should help you. It is very much appreciated. And we will try to help solve your issue with all expediency. I mean, if you could help, it, it would help a lot of people out. I mean, like, people don't go old, but they can still get sick. So, I mean, these are good medicines to have. I mean, for the townsfolk and you. I mean, you're, you can be, you're definitely townsfolk too, if you want. Food and medicine are definitely things that people always need, and we plan to prioritize that. Right. Um, did they tell you about housing? Uh, they said it was just basically a, uh, houses would appear. Yeah, I mean, and we got plenty of empties. You guys can just pick one. Each of you can have a house. I mean, it gets a little lonely by yourself, but, you know, there's plenty of room. Living in luxury. Yeah, well, it's luxury, but, you know, it's a dry bed and roof over your head. I, th- I think it's better than you can expect in weird circumstances like this. Sigorum, Sir Arthur, do you guys both you would want to probably take those potions since you two are going to be the ones most heavily in melee combat and 
I'm a cleric, so I don't need them. And I most likely will not be injured due to the fact you guys will be getting all of the Up brunt. Up personal. <laughs> do, so. do remember you guys said all these things for later. Yes. I will actually decline. So you're going to fucking kill me. No, not just you. If, if you're going to decline... Do you have then... any? Any what? any health potions whatsoever? Me? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, you might. You can always take them then. I just, like I said, I've got enough going on with myself that like... The only, the only reason I would need a health potion would be because I'd be unconscious, in which case it wouldn't do any good to have it on me anyway. Yeah, I don't think I have any health potions, at least on me, but I do know that... Um, Party treasure for the goblins. I I have that nine lives. You go ahead and take trait. a potion. I bought a few in creation, if you will. <laughs> if you okay. will. Take, take it. If nothing else, if you get in a bad spot, it's somewhere you can just heal yourself without me being involved. In case there's shenanigans. Ah, shenanigans. As they say, if some fuckery is afoot. Which there is very often on the mountain. Do we think we have any other questions for... Yeah, I think I'm I'm Rihanna? good on everything. We're, we're kind of getting like... I mean, she told us about housing, but I mean, I think we're starting to get in the lay of like how things work here to a degree. Yeah. It's, yeah, I as mean... As well as it's a, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch your system. Perfect. That, and we've got pretty much all the information that we can really obtain about the horse and the creature that's... Horse. Well, you know, the creature that's over in um, the fields right now, and I, th- no, I, I think I, that's really all we came for. Yeah, we kind of get an idea of what's going on there, figure out what's if it's something that we could help with. Um, obviously, we found out that from her. We got some healing potions, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I said we talked to the priest, and then we'll yep. figure out our next move, including maybe if we bed down for the night, or whatever the fuck passes for night here. Okay. That's probably a good time frame. Well, if there's nothing else, please, you know, don't, don't hesitate to come by anytime. Pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Did we uh, see the ass on her? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think her wife would appreciate that very much. Gertie pops I think her wife appreciates the shit. Gertie <laughs> <laughs> like appears around the corner holding up gang signs like, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, girl. You get it. I smashed that on the rag. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, down. If you gotta aim here. Yeah, it almost happened. I'm like, definitely not on the equipment. Like, raise an arm, protect the mic, and just aim this way. Never take a drink when he speaks. <laughs> I'd take a certain perverse pleasure in trying to make people spew. You like getting reactions out of people. I do. To I the, do. To the father. I, I the get father. off on that. Uh, off down one of the side streets, you see that there is a nice little chapel. Um, you know, medium size with like a, a decent little set of double doors. Uh, the windows are stained glass. The only thing you really see like in these stained glass pictures is like visions of the mountain itself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll see like a small part. Almost if like there's no religious iconography on the surface of it. Just the stained glass shows different things of the mountain. So we don't see any, like, what we would consider, like, typical religious deity symbols. Not, nothing that you would normally associate with a chapel, yeah. Okay. So there's no, like, religion check I would make, being like... Not on the front. God? Not on the surface. Okay. Is uh, Pastor Zachariah, Brother Zachariah here? Uh, or Father. The fa- father. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Brother, father. <laughs> Insert whatever The townsfolk have called yeah, him true. Father Zachariah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, brother, father, yeah, whatever. Stepdad. Okay. We'll just pick a thing. Do, do, do we have to knock, or is it like normal like, uh, you, you, churches like, that you just walk the doors through? aren't open? But you think you can probably like 
certain assumptions can be made about a chapel, like all are welcome kind of thing. I'm going to go ahead and walk in. Sure. Um, you know, the doors open easily. They're not locked or anything. Uh, and like you see a figure, he's like kind of sitting on the front pew, like his head's kind of bowed down. And then like he like hears you guys come in and turns around and steps up. And you see. That's exactly how I pictured him. Pretty close, honestly. I will say this. As Will goes in, he takes like an exaggerated slowness entering it. Mm-hmm. And it's like really constrained to see if he like, if there's like any sort of like feeling within him that changes as he, as he walks into this religious establishment. You do kind of feel a change. Yeah, like um, the town is, it doesn't feel unsafe or whatever, but like there's just a little bit of pressure always in the background on the mountain. Some of that's alleviated here, but like you all can kind of feel that. This is kind of like, my my thing. There's like a, there's like a, a subtle change in tone and feeling as you cross that threshold. Uh, and standing up is a uh, a taller, thin man with a uh, you know uh, ebony skin, um, and uh, he's thin and gaunt faced, almost like a like an Abraham Lincoln kind of look, you know, okay, like. Yeah. Um, but like one of his arms is, is crippled, like he holds it against his chest, and he's got a slight limp as he walks forward. Welcome to the temple of Amistad. You must be the newcomers. Welcome. I would assume you to be Father Zachariah. Father Zachariah, brother, whatever. Zach, Zach's fine. Come on in. Come on in. Thank you for your welcome. Yeah. Have you talked to a bunch of people yet? We've gotten to know some of the townsfolk. Um, what, what exactly a deity does this temple serve? Oh, I'm a, I'm the high priest of Amistad. And you can... De- um. And will like no need for a religion check. You have never heard of that god. None of you ever. What was have. the name again? Amistair. A M I S T A I R E. A I R E. Amistair. I'm I'm not familiar. Well, oh, well, uh, he's the god of the mountain. Were you the first here? No. Oh, no, 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 no. How did you? Come to find that this was the god of the mountain. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I just, I discovered him and he discovered me. How? Well, that's just kind of how fate works. Like, well, I came here, um, you know, the, the, the chapel was here, but nobody inhabited it. Does your god curse all who come? No, no, he welcomes all who come to the mountain. A forced welcome? Uh, he, Amistad doesn't make anyone come here. But people do get trapped here. So, um, it's hard to explain. Like, I have faith in Amistad that he's the god of the mountain. So he's the god of the mountain. I understand. But it's not Amistad's fault people get trapped here. He's just trying to help those who are here. Help them how? Well, heal wounds. Um, you know, ha- provide faith. I mean, what what does any god do? Are you a cleric of Amistair? Uh, essentially. I mean, I, I'm, the title is more priest, uh, but I do have some healing abilities. Gifted to you by Amistair. Amistair, yeah. So he is a legitimate divine being. I, in my mind, yeah. I mean, we have a few par- parishioners. I hold services sometimes. Some people come. You know, it provides a comfort to some, but... I mean, I can, I have abilities that Amistad gives me. Just healing abilities? Uh, I mean, what else? I mean, what else is needed? I'm not here to hurt anyone. Do uh, you ever have visions? Oh, um, no, but I talk to Amistad. Right. 
Um, and if you look like above him, there's a very large stained glass picture and it's the entirety of the mountain. Like most of the chapel's back wall is a beautiful stained glass of the mountain itself. But again, no religious iconography anywhere. In my own head, I'm just going to be like, I don't suppose your name is Amistair. <laughs> no, no, silly. I'm Zachariah. No, in my own head. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he sticks with it. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that voice. It's like Zachariah was the one who talked to me, and she was like, what the fuck? fuck? You, you hear some laughing, like derisive laughing. That answers that question. Do you have any scriptures or... What would be another word for Bible? Like just I, I, holy I've, text, holy text. Yeah. I've got some things I've written down for Amistad. If you want to look at them, uh, yes, please. Okay. Um, and like he goes and gets like a, it's like a journal size thing. Um, and he's like, it's mostly the things I've written down, but you're welcome to look. And he hands it over. And as you look at it, there is, you know, just a couple of things. It's literally like one list. The front, like everything else, is blank in it. The first page has a couple of notated things. One, be kind. Mm-hmm. Two, have faith. Three, help those who come. And then like, he's got like four or five and six written, but he's like, I haven't thought of anything for those yet. Amistad hasn't really, you know, given me that. We're, we're not much for like text and stuff here. We're, we're, we're in the faith of the moment and that kind of folk. So how do you talk to Amistad? Like I'm talking to you guys. No meditation involved or anything. I'm not well good at that. Um, you know, when it's quiet, when I when I'm in tune, when I when I when I believe the most, that's when I can talk to him. He's always listening. He's listening to us right now. But it's, it's when you're quiet and focusing that he responds. It's when I can hear him the best. Do you have to travel up the mountain any to? No, I'm. My place is here. I'm. I'm not. I'm not for the mountain. I'm, I'm here to help the people of Callstown. So are we. And we've agreed to do a number of things for these people. Is there anything we can do for you? Um, not really. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are here. Like, I, I was hoping and praying we would get some helpers. And I'm really glad to see you. And when he says, like, I'm really glad to see you, he actually looks at you, Will. Uh, can you do some type of perception insight check on him? Sure. Like, he seems the most outwardly trustworthy and, yeah. like, open. But because everyone else has been the opposite, it almost puts me off a little. Right, right. I feel right. like I need to roll on this one. 18? Sure. sure. Yeah, 18 on me. 19. So, bitch. <laughs> so, he didn't say, like, I'm really glad to see you guys. He said, I'm really glad to see you. And he looked at Will. And you both caught that. I think I think you guys are going to do great things, you know. I'm, I, but you know, I'm just know I'm here to help. Amistad's here to help. Um, you know, uh, you just you're going to see stuff out there. You're going to just have to have faith that you can get past it. Um, but I mean, I I, I can't think of anything specific. You know, Amistad gives me all I need. Well, we appreciate uh, meeting you. Uh, we'll be around, and Will's going to go ahead and walk outside of the temple. I'll be here. And he like kind of sits back down in the front pew as you guys exit. I don't know if everybody follows me. I just I'm gonna follow. I mean, I, I assume you guys will peace out with. Yeah, slowly, but yes. I need a bed. I think that that sounds like a great plan for us to just rest for the night or day, however you want to call it. <laughs> you guys do feel tired, yeah. but I mean, it's definitely like the sun's still fucking noon. 
but you know you see people are kind of like heading off to their various homes well i just i just feel as at least from will's perspective he's probably as mentally exhausted as anything else besides like the hard battle and everything we had like this is a lot of information to take in like oh shit you're on a demi plane like a lot of crazy shit going on and he just needs a chance to like lie down in solitude and think about it it's definitely been a long day and he has yeah. a certain conversation he needs to have with an unknown deity <laughs> so um, walking um, around the uh, square a few times looking for the vacant house that has a door frame large enough that I wouldn't have to fucking kneel down or hunch to get through it and then that one will just clearly be the one I try out for the night day whatever you find a, a nice little single floor um, with red painted you know walls on the outside uh, and yeah it almost, it fits too well. I was thinking it might. I'm going to do the same. I'm basically just going to like, I'm going to not so much like look around as I am going to kind of like visualize like, I need a place to stay that works for me. And then I'm just going to open my eyes. You I'm try. I'm trying out what I've heard. You suddenly feel like a little bit of a pole down another side street and around, a, around a corner, you see one. It's almost like the anathema of what Sigorum needed, where he needs a big door. Yours is much smaller. And it seems to be appropriately sized for you. I've always wanted to walk into a hobbit home. I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds like a pain in the back, but I do. Fill you, fill you on that one. It's not a dirty hole in the ground or a smelly hole, but a nice hole, a hobbit hole. <laughs> I'm also going to just visualize the home that's been created for me. Oddly enough, um, there is a... It, Large it, cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's it. <laughs> oh, come on. It has to be like one of those scratch posts with the bed on oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. at least a one-up besides oh, a shit. box. <laughs> the revolution has begun. Uh, oh, here we go. Actually, uh, so it's technically a single floor, but the house is on stilts. It was like a, a, a thin, like a, a not very well-designed stair. Like, there's no railings, and it's very thin. So it would be harder for a normal person to go up these stairs to the front door of this place. Has a nice little string with a ball on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that fucking doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about my annoying cats at home. Oh, I'm just like, laser pointer. <laughs> hey, Doe got his earlier. So it's her turn. I imagine, like, maybe a mansion or a kingdom in the, in the corner square, right? Oh, yeah, let's hear about With Doe's banners place. for this guy. They yeah. got like nice little like homeless shelter. Lawn gnomes <laughs> out front. It's a frat or, house or whatever. <laughs> it, it's a it's a single story home. However, it's made of stones, so nothing nothing too um, you know austere or fancy, but it is serviceable and sturdy. Is what Sir Duke finds. Slumming it up, eh? And each of you this has is a first. <laughs> How does it feel to be poor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of my normal life. <laughs> well, I reckon this will do, I guess. Yeah. He's going to run his bathwater. <laughs> it's got four walls. My ice place only at three. So, I mean, this is... Hell, this is upgrade. Whereas Doe's like, I don't even think this place has central heating and air. <laughs> I like how you keep calling him Doe. <laughs> Sir Doe. It's, it's certainly... That's his rap name. <laughs> Doe. Doe do. <laughs> Doe. Bitch, they call me Sir Doe, because that's when I blow loads of dough. I'm not, I'm a paladin, I'm not a rapper. You fucking 
You fucking listen to that. All right. It's in. It's not going anywhere. All right. No shame. Here we go. <laughs> Bill goes back to his house, lays down his pack, uh, you know, kind of unloads, gets comfortable, takes off his armor, I'm assuming, and, uh, you know, gets in a, you know, kneels next to the bed and essentially tries to reach out to the yeah. entity that reached out to him. You've had a busy day. It has been eventful. A lot of weirdos on the mountain, huh? Yes, I'm hoping I can uh, I can get to know some of them much better. Oh, you'll you'll have time. <laughs> Obviously, you know who I am if you've been listening in. You have a name? I do. I do. It's Salabank. Can you spell that for me? S A L A Bank with three Q's. No, sorry. B A N K. That's fantasy writing. Just change like a K to like three Q's or pretend you're something. Well, I am very thankful for your timely assistance, Salabank. You're welcome. But I believe we have a deal to strike, and I'd like to know who I'm working with. So, I'm not well known. Because, you know, gods are are held to these just ridiculous standards. And the standards they hold people to are, are crazy. You know, they're like, oh, worship or, you know, pure goodness or whatever. It's boring as fuck. I'm the god of addiction. See, I I don't really get into all that morality stuff. If you have a good time, that's where I'm at, man. I think that we can meet an understanding then. I, I've had my eye on you for a bit. And you know what it's like to, like, take that feeling to the next level. And that's where I'm at. That's my scripture. That's my worship. Is when you can get to that moment when you just it feels good and you're outside that zone of like just the normal boring shit that drives people nuts when you open yourself up to that experience that's where I'm at man I'm always open to eventful experiences that are to my own pleasure and and here's what's nice about this crazy ass place there's stuff here you won't find anywhere else because it's no longer in the world the magics here made something new man like I'm on, a, I'm on a journey with you so as long as I continue to indulge myself and like it's not even like a timetable or anything man like you know when you find time to like you know make life good like when you can have those good moments you know what I mean you know, when, when the pipe hits just that right or, like, the spice leaf is just hitting good that day. I, I don't care what you do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hold you to a moral code or whatever. You know, I'm here to experience that stuff through you. And if I can, I'll give you the tools you need to get by. Obviously, this place is crazy dangerous. You're going to need help. And I'm your guy, man. I, I'm your dude. I'm the source. Just, you know, let me come along for the ride. I think this is going to work out just fine. I think this is the beginning of something beautiful. I have my limits. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've had worshippers who went too far and didn't come back. And that's no good for me. You got to you got to control the you got to handle your high, man. So you'll give me my autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. I, here's the deal. Like this place is fucking with me, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I got to chase new experiences, man. And this is it. This mountain's full of them. 
and I think we can fight him together. And I think we can help each other out. You give me what I need, and I'll give you what you need. Out fucking standing. Now, I think, if I remember correctly, you got a little something-something left in your pouch. I've been worried about rationing. T tell you what, let's, let's celebrate tonight, and I'm gonna help you find some stuff. Will's gonna unpack his little kit, and proceed to, uh, drift off. And in the night, or what passes for a night around here, Will has a very good experience. So he wakes up chipper the next day. Yeah, absolutely. So what about anyone else? How, how about there? They got anything special doing there? First night? So Goro is uh, going to enter his house, if you will. If there's any furniture or anything like that. Basic furniture, he's, yeah. He's going to uh, clear out a nice open space. Probably the equivalent of a living room or something like that. Clears all the furniture out. If there's a hallway, he's going to use that furniture to kind of block it up, barricade it or whatever. Lock the door, then barricade that. He just wants a controlled environment because he's been hearing things, seen some things. Um, he's kind of struggling with reality a little bit. I mean, everybody is. Yeah. It's a very different place. But he's he's gathering that he's having a very unique experience. And he is going to kind of go through a, a mantra to get himself to rest or to sleep mm -hmm. or even just nap, however, however much sleep he can get. And it's like a meticulous thing. It just kind of comes to him. Maybe it's something that he used to do. He's going down like a to-do list, a thing you do at the beginning of the day, maybe the end of the day, to account for things. Or maybe a verbal journal of the day. Something to that extent. Something repetitive. Something boring. And he's going to let the, the noise of battle in the distance kind of draw in to him but he's prepared the room so if anything is to happen he's in a nice little open space and the doors and hallways the windows if any are barricaded so he should be safe um so like, would you say like the only thing in the room is like the bed maybe no bed no bed so just no a bed. bare room and he's barricaded himself um, he'll keep the armor close yeah but the weapon is right there. Right. Okay. In, in hand. So, uh, you know, you open yourself up to this place and this time. Um, and, you know, like you've already heard some of the echoes of the past. And what Sigourmus thought he's heard up to this point was the sounds of battle. As you kind of try to reach out into whatever it is you're tapping into, you feel, you hear the sounds of just marching. It's an army on the move. And it sounds like they're moving through Callstown. Not necessarily battle. Right. But an army marching. And with that, like, you kind of drift off to sleep. But what you do hear as you're sleeping is you have visions, like, flashes of an act of a battle. And you keep seeing an image of an apple on a shield moving through a fight. No, not you can't really tell who's holding it or wearing it, but you just see visions of a, a, the apple shield. And when you wake up in the morning, sitting on the floor... It's just a small wooden bowl with four apples in it. A gift. Breakfast. You know, you look around and there's no signs of tampering or like an open window. All the all the measures you took to barricade the place are still there. So Gorham has never been the religious type. 
but he has always been grateful, so he accepts gifts. It's a courteous thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he eats an apple. It's just a delicious red apple. Like I save the other three just in case somebody else needs one. You fall into a deep eternal sleep while the witch cackles in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a super hot princess, so I mean, there's that. Sigorum has always wanted to be a super hot princess. Now imagine Sigorum in a dress as a Disney princess. Pris, pri- princess? Princess. Start Jesus over. Christ. Starting to rub off on you, am I? Meow. <laughs> Who did that? I was looking down. No one. It's the mountain. <laughs> it was Amister. I'm a stare. I'm a stare. I'm a stare. <laughs> is that right? The mountain is I'm a stare. <laughs> you fucking with me? No. <laughs> Jesus. It is not I'm a stare. Okay. Little on the nose, Brad. This plot is stairway to heaven. Here we go. <laughs> Your characters. I'm so on much. a quest for the lady who knows. <laughs> Same, bro. <laughs> Same. And I've got the goods to get us there. Oh, fuck. That's that's my bit. That's your bit. All right, we got, what about a, a Sardou or a Minuit? Duh. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to go? I'd... Oh, uh, you don't have to do anything. I just these two, I know kind of had a thing. Name's Earl. I was gonna give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, give it a shot. Go for it. Yeah. I can do mine last. That's fine. Are you sure? You can go. I don't give a shit. Go. Okay. So, Sir Arthur walks into his home. His home. And he's looking around, and it's lit with candles like chandeliers mm-hmm. above, sort of like a great hall. And he sees where a person of power would be sitting at the end of the great hall king queen and so he walks down and he takes his sword out and he puts it down and he kneels to start to pray and tries to get into some sort of conversation with his reasoning for this quest Mm -hmm. uh, with lady brina for certainty uh that this is the path that he's supposed to be on um you know you you can't reach her you know, again, she's not a deity per se herself, mm-hmm. um, but like, you know, you, if you're trying to reach her, you, know, you, you can't get there. But like, you you reach out for affirmation mm-hmm. to somebody, you know, your deity or whatever, like you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And you do get that feeling that there's affirmation to your actions. Maybe kick it up in combat a little bit next time. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> But you're where you need to be. You get that feeling, like I'm in the right place. Where you go from here, you're gonna have to maybe figure that out. You do get that sense of like, I I'm where I need to be. So like, at that point, Sir Duke can like sit on his little mini throne. Yeah, <laughs> chill out, get long. <laughs> I like that. Chill out, get long. Minui. Okay, so I am climbing up the fragile stairs nice and nimble to get into my home and upon entering I shut and I lock the door behind me and I lay myself out on my couch and I just stare up at my ceiling kind of thinking back I begin toying with my ring looking at it starting to reminisce and wonder and worry about how Miss Renee Dappler is doing and if the vicious drag has kept to his word or if he's the man I believe him to be who would have harmed her the moment he got me away. And 
I start to make a promise to myself that I will get out either for Renee or to avenge her. And I will kill Drac for what he's done. Give me a, uh, any kind of recall knowledges or if nothing else, do like an int check. Um, you got anything like, uh, uh, give me Arcana. 16. You know, you're thinking about that moment. Like, you're like, you're like, I'm going to get out of here. So you're replaying. You know, your mind is definitely saying like, I got to get out of here. I got to, I got to try to help Renee out. And you can keep like replaying those moments in your head, like that last night. Keep like thinking about something that was on the table. Based off some of the things you saw that were described as Abalonian runes, you remember that you think one of those items had similar markings on it. Maybe not the same, but you're like, you know, I swear, now that I think about it, those runes were real fucking similar. And that thought kind of sticks with you as you drift off to sleep. And we cut to a scene where there is a figure, and we can really only see him from like, you know, the waist down. But like we see the like hands leaning on like a, like maybe like a vanity or a countertop of some kind. And we see like the hands disappear in like, cause we can only see the person from behind. And we see the hands disappear. And then a second later, the hands reappear as one hand puts a ring on the table. And we kind of pan to the front and we still can't see who the person is. They're rubbing their finger. There's a, a ring mark there. And then like they hear something outside and then they grab their ring and put it back on. And we pan to the morning. We're about roughly the same time the town starts coming back to life. And maybe you guys sleep in a little bit because it was a long, hard day. But at some point, the four of you wake up and realize the town is stirring. It's quote unquote day. And you've had a long rest uh, for game mechanics. Thank you. I prepare my spells. You're welcome. You're welcome. First thing in the morning, Sigorum begins to lace up, armor up. He goes through the like this insane morning routine that he didn't even know that he knew. It, it was just muscle memory taken over, and mm-hmm. he was halfway through before he realized, I know how to... I, I've done this a lot. I've done this so many times, too many times. He, he wasn't even thinking about it, and he didn't stop until he ha- he had these thoughts. How many times does somebody have to do something like this to get this good and this quick at it? Well, technically, if you do something uh, roughly eight times, that's when the neural pathways form in your head. Uh, mm-hmm. And from then on out, it's just getting faster. Well, <laughs> he's internally thinking that over. So you think it's at least nine or ten. <laughs> nine or ten. Hundred. Thousand. Who knows? But. You've done it a lot. He's done it so much so that inspecting his own body, his hands, calluses, or shoulders where the straps are, there's like permanent imprint. This is not what would be considered, you know, he hasn't been wearing this armor long, yet it still seems to fit in a pocket. You know, yeah, he definitely knows how the armor works. And like armor doesn't fit everybody the same. But when you strap it down, you know, you, you're finding that comfort zone. And yeah, those straps are finding familiar spots. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the, the weapon just fits in your hand. And, you know, there's no way it would unless it had for a long time. Given given the fight and the ritual this morning, the, the doubts of whether or not 
He's a presence in combat is really beginning to fade from his mind. If there's one thing that he knows for sure, it's that he's a warrior. He can fight. So if you were to pick a montage, uh, are we talking like I had Tiger, Best of the Best? What, what are we thinking? Because surely we'll get the money for the rights at some point. Sure, sure. <laughs> so money for the rights. We'll play for somebody that, you know, has a real good nature to him. Yeah. I'm thinking like a John Wick montage. Oh, shit. When yeah. he goes through browsing his wares of operation. So Goro <laughs> knows his equipment. Mr. Mr. and welcome. I'd like a tasting. <laughs> Can I get a nibble? <laughs> Something for the end of the night. <laughs> Dessert. Ah, yes. Yeah, so just a bunch of like knives pop out. Foreplay. Great. Nice. Great. So I should have put the fucking hotel in the campaign and I didn't. There's time. There's time. The fucking thing expands <laughs> as needed. What the fuck? So I had this whole thing. I was thinking of like, well, hey, if, if, if in our Starfinder campaign, if we ever go somewhere, what are some vendors I can think of? And I was literally my first vendor. <laughs> it was basically the concierge of that. And like, I was going to do all that, but him as an android. I'd like a tasting. Those John Wick movies are badass. Love them. Love them to death. They can make 30 more. I, I would watch all of fuck them. Yeah. That I, I could have used more expendables, too. That shit had me rolling. Good old fashioned action movie. It was yeah. great modern day tribute to old school action. Yeah. Very well done, I thought. Yeah. Just just honest about what it was. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. And and I appreciate that. You wanna co- watch a couple oh. of meatheads blow some shit up? This movie's for you. Yeah. This shit gets me rolling. So uh unless you guys had something else planned, you're gonna meet up. And when you do, we'll talk about what you guys talk about on the next episode. Oh, you didn't say if it was brunch or lunch or what. You can do whatever you want, fuck! Listen to more before I hunt you down.